The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody! What's coming up on today's experience? Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life, but they're fun, and fun is fun, so you can have some fun. The review of the Goofy News, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. Probably the way things are going a lot sooner than you think. Life lessons for faith that we can actually use? We may not, or we may. It depends on whether we want to be doers of the word, hearers of the word, or we just uh, are having tickling ears, which we don't want to do. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Still and by far the best question in all of Crawford Radio. Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon, and I will be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. Now, you might have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question. You might have a praise report, a prayer request, an answer to Bible trivia. You may have something you just want to kind of bounce off of other people just to get some insight on. All of those are just wonderful. They're fantastic. And the main reason for that is because we're trying to be a Christian community on the radio, not your church, but a fellowship, a group of believers who gather together to glorify the Lord Jesus Christ, to acknowledge and look upward, to look inward as we grow and mature in Christ, and then to look outward as we share that very thing with others around us and try to help them know him and grow in him as well. The way that you get in touch with us is pretty easy. You just call 972-445-0770. I think the phone has been around for a little while, so I'm not real, you know, I'm not real worried that people can or can't do it. That's 972-445-0770. When you do that, Terrific T answers the phone, and that will be terrific. You can also text us at 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. And you know, you can also email us at david at he must increase.org. That's David at he must increase.org, which leads us to the website, which has all kinds of great things on there audio, video. 
bad jokes, horrible sermons, and even a free book. Oh, there's a lot there, folks. Plus a place to give. Of course we're going to do that. Why would you think we would not do that? Just check out hemustincrease.org. Website, he must increase.org, he must increase.org. Email David at he must increase.org. Facebook, he must increase ministry. YouTube, he must increase ministry. All right, so you can reach out to us in those ways. We typically don't do our first trivia question in the very beginning of the show. That gives not only uh, you guys a break, it gives T a break, and then we can just kind of launch into the teaching and just go for a little while. So that's what we like to do in the opener. I do want to bring up a few things to bring to your attention. It is not often, in fact, it is once in 50 that I ever listen to our show. <laughs> because I, I don't listen to the show because I'm doing the show, but I wanted to play a part for Noelle because she was not able to hear it. And she brought out something that was really important, and I just want to acknowledge it. I want to confess it or share it with you, and I'm going to try and do better in it. And that is I notice when people are talking, when they're talking to me on the show, I'm having a hard time hearing them, not just because of the uh, understanding that that um, I'm trying to give them space to talk, but also it, it's hard to kind of discern it depending on the phone line, if it's a landline or so on and so forth. So when you do call in and you do talk, when you do share with us, my encouragement is to speak loud and clear as clearly as you can. The result and I'm not trying to blame you guys, trust me. The result of that is that I seem to always talk over everybody, and that's only because I can't hear as well as I need to be hearing, and that's kind of where that's coming from. I'm only telling you that because I noticed, and then Noel goes, well, you're talking real loud here. And I said, well, I can't hear them. And so that's, uh, she said, well, you should tell them that. And I thought, maybe I should. <laughs> I should tell them that. So anyway, uh, that's uh, what I wanted to share with you guys. So I'm sorry that I talk over you. I'm sorry that I'm loud. I'm sorry that I'm obnoxious. And as God knows, as I spent today in my prayer time, I'm sorry for a whole bunch of other things, but I will keep pressing on because there's one great truth that I love about our faith, and that is I might be a mess, but I'm God's mess redeemed through Jesus Christ. That makes it worth it. All right, I'll give an update on Easton later on. Uh, also remind you about the book. Don't forget, because it's free if you do it electronically. If you have either, I guess, a Kindle app on your desktop or a Kindle reader on your phone or on your tablet, it's free. It won't cost you anything. want to mention that, but I also want to go right into the core of the word because we are in Colossians. So I want to deal with this one portion that is rather challenging for me, and I suspect for a lot of people. I'm going to pick it up in Colossians chapter 3, and I'm actually going to read it starting with verse 12 and then launch into 14, where we're really going to key in on. It says, Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive any complaint you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you, and over all these virtues put on love, which is the bond of perfect unity. One of the things that just strikes me whenever I read something along these lines is the, the in the honesty of faith, if I consider as I come before the Lord, 
and I confess kind of the obvious sins, okay, the ones that are kind of out there. That are, that are there regardless, you know, like that everybody knows about and I know about and we all know about. But then there's the sins that I encounter or that I struggle with that are the unknowns. And most people have these in their lives, so let's not try and be weird about it. They're called besetting sins. Whenever I say besetting sin, that's the one you think of immediately. That's the one I'm talking about. And so everybody has their different set. So I bring those before the Lord, and, I, and I'm more than confident, more than confident that God has great mercy and forgiveness and his mercies and compassions are new every morning. And I come and I lay them out before the Lord and I say, hey, I'm sorry about this or I'm sorry about this or I'm sorry I thought this about somebody and said this about somebody and I should have had a better attitude and, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry if I ever use the wrong kind of gestures. <laughs> I'll just leave that there. <laughs> just anything like that. I'm sorry, Okay. But then I am so confident that God forgives me, I just let that go. Okay, I I do this every day, so just in case you're wondering, it's like, I know he's forgiven me for all of my sins, but I try to bring everything before him because I don't want anything hanging over my head in the context of something that's creating damage uh, in my relationships or in me. But then you come to a passage like this that says, forgive as the Lord forgave you, and my brain goes, wow. The Lord has forgiven me so much stuff, stuff that nobody knows about except for him and me, and then God is telling me, hey, you have to have such a level of forgiveness for one another, it's kind of like what we have going on. Like, wow. That means that I have to increase, turn up the volume. I got to take it from a six to a nine on a one to 10 scale on my ability and willingness and joyfulness to forgive others because I've been forgiven. And because I've been forgiven, because I receive that forgiveness, I, I need to extend that forgiveness. And that's what Paul's saying. And this is what the Holy Spirit's directing towards the church. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Now, he didn't just forgive the sins up to the moment that you said yes, but as you know, every sin you're going to commit all the way through, he's forgiven that. It's already in the bank, so to speak, even though you're yet, you've yet to encounter it. Remember, God's not stuck in time, so he exists outside of time, and so he's in and out, in and out, in and out, and all of it. And yet the Lord has extended this grand forgiveness to us. We have to give that forgiveness. And so I I think it's really important for us to have an attitude that says, I am forgiven so much by God, just so much, that to extend forgiveness to somebody else is so little compared to what he has forgiven me for. And that's what Paul, under the verbal plenary process of the Holy Spirit writing through him, without him losing his personality, is sharing with the church as a message— forgive as the Lord forgave you. And when I, when I think of as the Lord forgave me, I just think of a whole heap of sins, <laughs> like a whole pile, like a whole pile of stinky dead fish or something. <laughs> and, and then the thing that you have to forgive other people are like little pails full or <laughs> just little buckets. And it's like, yeah, eh, we got to do better than that, right? 
we got to extend the forgiveness that was given to us to others and sometimes even to ourselves, right? Yeah, I know. Okay. All right, we'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the Christian station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? Hey, jingity jing, it's Dominic the donkey, jingity jing, the Italian Christmas donkey, la 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 oh, that is la 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 You asked for zany, my friend. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. So we, being not completely unlike... You know, Christmas vacation in Chevy Chase and so on and so forth. We we got a really big tree, slapped it up on the car. Of course, it scratched the car to no end. Remember, I'm Jewish and I'm trying to follow the Christmas holiday. It's got nothing to do with my Christianity. I like Christmas. I like the season and so on and so forth. I have no problem celebrating any specific time, picking a time. And we're as close as we can be celebrating the birth of Christ. It's awesome. It's a great time of year. But you're talking about me fighting a tree, and I'm fighting the tree, and I'm fighting the tree, and I hack off a few branches. And unfortunately, what I hacked off with the with the axe wasn't enough, because I was right there again, holding the Christmas tree with my feet on the door, trying to pull it in. Hey, you know what? The Christmas tree was not coming in. So you know what I did? I hacked off a few more pieces. But then, instead of just trying to pull the tree in, I hacked off a few more pieces. By this point, I have decided that Christmas is a pagan holiday that only people who are supporting Christmas presents have created, and Jewish people who believe in Jesus should not be celebrating Christmas, and I'm crashing the tree, and I've got the act of, and I'm crushing it, and I'm going to get this tree in, and you would not believe it, but after doing that for 15 minutes, I still could not get the tree in the house. What is the David Spoon experience? Woman walks into window and sues for injuries. <laughs> Play that again. <laughs> Apparently now being moronic entitles you to sue. Uh, here's the problem. The person walked into a window and sued the restaurant owner because there was a window there. I want to say two things. One, my dog has more common sense than that because my dog stops at the window and waits. And number two, I guess with the $100,000 the woman is trying to get, she can buy a sensor that goes off and she can wrap it around her forehead so that whenever she's going to come close to an object, it will beep for her. What do you think? That's a good one. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the Christian station here in Texas. Let's get ready for our first trivia question. Wow. Okay. In which of the Gospels, I don't need anything more than this, okay? So we're looking for just which of the Gospels. So this is going to be one of four. 
It's, can't make that any easier. Which of the Gospels is Jesus called the Lamb of God? Which of the Gospels is Jesus called the Lamb of God? If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770, or you can text in 214-210-8483, or you can send an email in david at he must increase org. Um, there's so much that I really would like to cover today. I think we'll have the DNA just inserted. Can you just insert it for me later? Okay, she'll just do that for me later. They got to check with the boss. I'm not dumb. You know, okay, can we do that? We'll do that later. Uh, here's a couple other things I want to tell you. A quick update on Easton. So we had the radio show and people throughout the United States praying for Easton. He's doing better than he was doing yesterday, but they're not fully sure what the results are. And so I just, I was really touched by Ace and his prayer for Easton. And I just really, it moved my heart. Uh, and I just would really appreciate everybody just really, we're just really praying, 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 saying, you know, you're the God of the universe. You can do anything. We need you to do something in this. Just keep that attitude going, that prayerfulness going. I just really appreciate that, brother. He's a he's a great brother in the Lord. And keep him in prayer. He needs prayer for, you know, for his own physical touch and mental touch and so on. So uh, the update is stable. That, that would be how I would say it, stable, which for us is a victory because he was sliding down hard. So that's, you know, that's how we look at it. Literally within one hour of calling out for prayer, he made a dramatic improvement. I just think that's so weird. I wish I could understand how that uh, works in the greater dynamics. But regardless, we keep moving, we keep believing, we keep hoping. Okay? So that's that. We'll do DNA later. The trivia question is out there. Which of the Gospels, which of the four, is Jesus called the Lamb of God? You can reach out to us and let us know if you know. Uh, 972-445-0770 for the call and 214-210-8483 for the text. And david at hemustincrease.org for the email. I want to get right back into the teaching uh, and I don't want to kind of hesitate on this because this, this next little portion is so, so important for all of us. And again, uh, I, I want us to just to be aware. We're in Colossians chapter 3, and we're just picking it up from that verse, you know, the, the 12 verse, the, kind of the run through. And I want you to catch this. This is really quite cool, I think. It says again in verse 12. 12, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, bearing with each other and forgiving any complaint you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which is the bond of perfect unity, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts." It's not a coincidence that the word love and that love is an overall coat or maybe a robe might be a good way to think of it is 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 supposed to cover it all uh, because what's important about love is when you put on love you you enter into the forgiveness you enter into the attitudes of kindness and compassion and humility and gentleness and patience love contains all of those and even more and what's great about love that people need to recognize is it is within the human existence 
right next to the fulfillment of our reason to live. In other words, there's nothing greater for the created ones to be in connection with the creator. Okay, that is the ultimate fulfillment of existence, for the creation to connect to its creator. In that creation process, God's DNA, as we know in 1 John chapter 4, verse 12, and other verses, God is defined in, in part of his DNA as love. Now, that love is not as the love the world defines. The world defines love in warped ways because the world is warped. That's why. But the love that God has has all of these different definitions, all of these different processes. And when we operate in that love, we are operating closely connected to our creator. That is then put right next to this statement where it says, which is the bond, you know, put on all over all these virtues, put on love, which is the bond of perfect unity. It's not even a partial unity. It's perfect unity because perfect unity is a unity that says everything I want for you is the best for you. That's a real unity. Not I want you to do what I want you to do. That's conformity. That's not what we're talking about. That's why you hear me uh, pound my head against the sand <laughs> when we're talking about like denominational differences and stuff like this. Like those things are so low on the list. It's it's absolutely stunning uh, to me. Wanting somebody. Wanting the best that God has for somebody on a consistent basis, that's love because that's how God loves his creation, wanting the best for them no matter what it's going to take to get there. And so that's the real essence of love. That's the real thing we should put over ourselves. And then this, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. So for many of us, we understand in Philippians chapter 4, 6, 7, and 8 that there's a, a place where you bring your anxieties and you uh, can bring them before the Lord and you can find rest or uh, kind of like a, a place of, of grace. There is a understanding that when you're in that anxiety, that's, that, that's reality, that you're trying to get relief from that. But there are other times when you're not just in anxiety, you're just existing and it would be nice to have the peace of Christ ruling in our hearts when you're just going to the store. It would be nice to have the peace of Jesus Christ in your heart when you're just turning on the TV. I mean, in other words, it's not just for major stress moments. The peace of Jesus Christ in our lives is for all the moments. The Lord wants us to know that when we're in that deep anxiety place, there is relief and we can find relief from that stress. But he also wants you to know that as you're walking day by day, as you're doing everything, that peace is also available for us, and it's something that can rule in our hearts. In other words, if you just, I mean, just think of a king and then think of, you know, the people and the subjects and so on and so forth. Think of peace as the peace of Jesus as being the king, the ruler inside you, which ironically, it's not an accident that when Jesus first spoke to his disciples after the resurrection in the collective, he said, peace be unto you. That's not a, a coincidence. There's a purpose behind that. And remember, Jesus is the prince of peace, okay? So the understanding is that we can have this peace throughout the day. And you think, well, 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 well. 
There's so much turmoil. You can tell me I can have peace while I'm sitting there and my family is uh, you know, having their moments. Yep. <laughs> you can tell me I can have peace when I'm not doing anything particularly wise and, and brilliant or stressful or anything. I'm just kind of, yeah, you can have peace whenever you want. The, the peace of Jesus Christ can rule in our hearts if we pursue the lordship of Christ. He's your savior, but you got to pursue the lordship in order to be into that benefit factory. You don't just get all the bennies. <laughs> I'll just call them that. By just saying, yeah, I think Jesus is cool. Now give me all my bennies. It's not how that works. Okay. You press into the Lord, and the closer in you get to him, the more of him reflects upon you, and the more of him reflects upon you, the more benefits you gain from your closeness with him. And in these regular day-by-day, you know, what some people would say are um, draining or monotonous, whatever, you can still have the peace of Jesus Christ ruling in your heart. And the reason I bring that up is because some of us think that peace is only for disaster, and it's not. It's for life. It's supposed to be how we exist, which is why in uh, a plethora of Paul's epistles, the first thing he says is peace and grace, peace and grace. It's not peace and grace when everything's going disastrous. Just peace and grace, man. Just walk in this. So it says, over all these virtues, put on love, which is the bond of perfect unity. That's where we find a real unification, really wanting the best for one another. I really want the best for you guys. I really want the best for everybody. But my theory of what the best is is not always God's theory. So instead of asking for conformity, real unity is saying, Lord, your best for that person as you see fit and as you define it. Not as I define it. I'm an idiot. I'm not defining it for anybody. <laughs> That's not how we do that. What we're going to do is ask for God's will. It's something I talked about with my kids. It's like, I don't like this situation. Uh, this is tough. This is difficult. But I'm. I, it's not up to me to redirect it. It's up to me to bring it before the Lord and surrender it and ask him to do it. Well, that's what we're talking about. And that's true unity, because then you really do have an actual care and love for one another. And when we're doing that, there's this grace or this peace. Let's stick with the word peace. And peace, by the way, is is the is literally the opposite of no rest. Okay. In other words, you have rest and peace are very close. The opposite of peace is no rest. It's just turmoil. It's just windy. It's just wavy. It's just difficult. It's it's frustrating. Okay. I got it. And then sometimes there's just nothing. I got it. Peace is this place of safety in the Lord. That's what you can walk in all day long. I mean, come on. That's so cool. All right, in which of the Gospels is Jesus called the Lamb of God? And the answer is the Gospel of John. That's where he's called the Lamb of God. Remember that for a later on question. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the Christian station here in Texas. Short break, top of the hour. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Can't stand the skill, can't stand the shame. The David Spoon Experience is now run by He Must Increase Ministry. 
What this means is that we are no longer operating as a regular business, but as a nonprofit ministry that is devoted to increasing the ministry of Jesus Christ. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Bible believers, the wounded and forgotten believers, and the not yet believers through biblical truths. We are funded by listeners like yourselves and ministry partners that want to provide sponsorships for the show. Your donations are 100% tax deductible. And the great news is, if you donate to our ministry and help us advance the kingdom of God, we won't give you a thing. That's right, you'll get no special prize or gimmick. You won't ever get an anointed Bible or penny in acrylic so that you're never penniless or a guarantee that you'll become rich just because you gave. Your giving will support our unique idea of biblical encouragement. And what you'll receive is a receipt for your giving at the end of the year. It's all about sowing and reaping. Cast your bread upon the water and it will return to you. And if you sow bountifully, you will reap bountifully. But you'll be laying up treasures in heaven. And that's the most excellent place to receive the best return for the longest time on your investment. What happens if you don't give? Nothing except more commercials like this one. Let's spare everyone from more commercials like this one. Go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. And give if you're led to and if you're able to. Let's keep the show going and help increase its time and reach. You must like this show a little bit because, after all, you're hearing this commercial, right? Thank you. What is the David Spoon Experience? First and foremost, we want to review our most important element of the day, and that is our DNA. Why is DNA important? Because a Christian should know what they're made of no matter what they're going through. Can I say this again as I've said it before? Let me do it real quick. Ready? More news is coming. I know it sounds prophetic, doesn't it? More, even different news today, tomorrow, and the next day, and for the next week, and the next month, and the next year, and the next decade. That's good. Uh, So in lieu of that, we have to have a certain way, and we need to be. Our DNA, Christian DNA, has uh, three elements. D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. Number two, never be ashamed. Never be ashamed of the Lord and his words. And A, always be ready to serve. Serve. There you go. So it's three simple things. D-N-A.